My born-again experience had nothing to do with a great ability to analyze. No, not by a long shot. The Holy Ghost began convicting me of a lifestyle that was truly dead in trespasses and sins. I knew I was beyond the help of men. Inside every man, woman, boy, and girl is a measure of faith, Romans 12, verse 3. And at one time or another, God begins to draw. We decide the outcome, whether it is faith and surrender in Christ Jesus or unbelief and continued rebellion in Satan. The wisdom of God reigns high above all man's grandest deductions, even past finding out. Attempting to approach God through natural rationales is an exercise in stupid. The revelation and marvels of God's absolute truth can only be accessed in a childlike position of faith, surrender, and obedience, and this is where God meets me. His wisdom is pure, absolute, and sits high above all the machinations of man. Here, as Jesus said, the eye is single, and the whole body is filled with light, and there is no part dark. Luke eleven thirty four through 36. Confusion is gone when only one truth rules. It is true that God created rational thought, but all believers must be advised that God's absolute truth is not discovered there. It is only spiritually discerned. 1 Corinthians two twelve through 15 Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. The power of the revelation of God and his word transcends all that is naturally deduced. Dear visitor, have you yet to be born again? If the answer is no, then today you have been drawn by the Spirit of God into the valley of decision. Joel chapter 3 verse 14, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. The decision you make today will dictate your eternal home. In just a moment, I will invite you to follow me in a simple prompt, and if you do, everything changes for you today. Today, all your sin and shame will be washed away by Christ's cleansing blood. Today, all of the devil's bondages in your life will be broken. The bigger, the better. Today, you will participate in the greatest miracle a man can know. Today, you will be born again. Even as Jesus spoke to Nicodemus in John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Here is the prompt I promised. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God said, John uh, chapter 1, verses 10 through 13. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. God said, Hebrews 11, verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Man said, I need to find myself. I'm really messed up. I know what I'll do. I'll meditate on my breathing and gaze at my belly button. Yep, that'll do it. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 1145, which will once again certify the supernatural veracity of God's holy word. All of these features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the blood-bought and his ammunition in the battle for the lost sons and daughters of Adam. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for visiting. May God's hidden manna be your portion today. Today is a time of great confusion. Fear and angst are multiplied unto the population at large by a concophony of words of blasphemy that are pouring out of the mouth of the dragon, the devil. The time of great judgment is staring the world in the face and its citizenry is free-falling without a parachute in sight. God Said, Man Said originally published this list of calamities ten years ago. In the April 2013 issue of Whistleblower, under the heading of American Snapping by the Millions, author David Kupelin listed very stark data regarding the mental health of the United States. One-third of U.S. employees suffer chronic, debilitating stress. One-half of all 18 to 33-year-olds experience levels of stress that keep them awake at night. 75 to 90 percent of visits to the doctor, the general practitioner, are stress-related. Stress is now known to play a major role in the progression of cancer. The CDC reports 23 percent of U.S. women take antidepressants. 11% of Americans 12 and up take SSRI antidepressants that are mood-altering drugs with suicide warnings. Statistics show an alarming correlation between antidepressant-medicated students and school shootings. Suicide surpasses car crashes as a leading cause of injury and death. 20% of New York City children 6 to 12 have been diagnosed with ADHD, anxiety, depression, or bipolar disorder, end of quote. April 2013 Psychology Today reports 14 million U.S. adults suffer from a borderline personality disorder. 5.7 million U.S. adults have bipolar disorder. In a given year, 2.4 million American adults are diagnosed with schizophrenia. Approximately 6 million U.S. adults experience panic disorders. The following paragraphs, uh, published in October 2011 by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, reads, Antidepressants were the third most common prescription drug taken by Americans of all ages 
and 2005 through 2008, and the most frequently used by persons aged 18 to 44 years. From 1988 to 1994, through 2005 through 2008, the rate of antidepressant use in the United States among all ages increased nearly 400%. Several months ago, God Said, Man Said published the latest mental health statistics of Europe, which diagnosed its people as 38% mentally ill, and the U.S. can't be far behind. Does anyone doubt that the wheels are coming off? The situation is dire and becoming progressively worse, but to those who embrace Christ, the hopelessness is replaced with hope, and the darkness is replaced with sunshine. Truly, there is only one lasting and eternal remedy, and the King of Glory calls it born again. I need to know God's Word is true. Literally, everything depends on it, every single thing. The vast majority of the world is in a deep state of sin, and as a result, of its, citizen, its citizens are laden with fear and stress. The result of their antichrist ways is sickness, suffering, and death. But God offers the remedy, and he calls it born again. This event begins the total renewal of the mind and a life of the participant, end of quote. In the January-February 2023 edition of Discover Magazine, in the Psych and Neuro section, you'll find the following excerpt. If you found yourself struggling with persistence, melancholy, or malaise in recent years, you're not alone. 21 million adults in the U.S., or 8% of the population, had at least one major depressive episode in 2020. That prevalence is even higher, 17% of the population among 18 to 25-year-olds, end of quote. Can you imagine that the public school I attended in suburban America in the 1950s began each morning with a prayer, a reading of the Bible, and the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America? Things have changed. The God of the Bible has been replaced with the God of the world's academics known as evolution. There's been some other changes in public schools, metal detectors, safe zones, unisex bathrooms, and transgender counseling. The contrast is glaring, and the results equally so. Consider the contrast in the following three psychological anchor points. Number one, where did I come from? Evolution. There was a colossal accident, the ultimate free lunch. There was a big bang out of virtually nothing, and the universe, the earth, and all the amazing life forms that inhabit it all formed out of chaos. All life forms evolved from a mysterious warm puddle and ooze, literally life from non-life. Man's father is a monkey who also crawled out of the ooze, and his first cousin is a mushroom. Versus now the God of the Bible. Genesis 1.1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Genesis 1.27-31, So God created man in his own image. 
In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Number two. What is my purpose? Evolution. Man evolved from nothing and has no higher overarching purpose. He is the highest evolutionary form of the animals, and satisfying his animalistic pleasures is his focus. Versus God of the Bible. It is God's will that all men should be reconciled unto him, and he sent Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, to redeem our lost souls. Now the redeemed have received the mantle of redemption and are sent to reconcile unto God all that will hear his word. The outcome is gloriously marvelous beyond the power of the lexicon to describe even eternal life in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians five seventeen through 20. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ that be ye reconciled to God. This is some serious purpose. Number three, where do I go when I die, and will my deeds meet me there? Evolution. You came from nothing. You have no overarching purpose, and when you die, it's over. There is no God, no judgment, just nothing. Now, verses the God of the Bible. Revelation twenty eleven through 15. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. To those who have been reconciled to God through the cross of Christ, Jesus says in John eleven twenty five and 26, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? The Bible makes this promise unto the redeemed. Revelation 21, 1 through 5. 
And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. The contrast between the depressing God of carnal academia called evolution and the God of creation is as stark as night's deepest darkness to the sun shining brightly at noonday. Today's population has been taught the hopeless blasphemy of evolution from cartoons to the universities. This hopeless, dead-end deception can only result in despair, depression, and hopelessness to self-loathing, suicidal tendencies, a variety of mental disorders, sundry phobias, anxiety, chronic stress, and things of similar lineage. Does this sound familiar? The situation just described will only worsen as the end approaches, but hang on for incredibly good news just sentence away. Some of you visiting this feature today are dealing with deep bouts of depression, anxiety, and mental disorders. Some are self-loathers, cutters, and some are courting suicide. The next statement will seem bizarre, but you are in a very good place. You have come to grips, even if inadvertently, with the reality of the emptiness, vanity, and ugliness of a life without Jesus Christ. In the book Amazing Truths, Dr. Michael Gillen writes about the renowned physicist Steven Weinberg. Gillen writes, Also, whereas the Bible's account of creation is uplifting, because it describes a way for us to be reconciled and reunited with our Creator, science's account is rather depressing. The more the universe seems comprehensible, remarks physicist and atheist Steven Weinberg, the more it also seems pointless. Many see themselves in a hopeless state. If there's going to be a way out, it will require a new mind, a new heart, and a totally new soul. Now imagine, that's exactly what is being offered to you today. In just a few moments, a miraculous way of escape will be offered to you. Your most marvelous transformation can begin today if you say so. Not if someone else says so, but if you say so. The uncanny reality of Proverbs 18.21 will be certified by you. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Don't make the colossal mistake of doubting the veracity and authority of that statement. The miraculous transformation, the miracle way of escape I speak of, was first introduced to the world as Jesus spoke to a leader of the Jews named Nicodemus. The conversation is recorded in John 3, 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 
Born again means exactly what it says. Born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God. You first came into this world as a son or a daughter of Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, but when you are born the second time, you become a literal and for real child of God. For you, everything changes at born again. You will receive exactly what you need, a new heart, a new mind, and a totally saved soul. Ezekiel eleven nineteen, and I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you, and I will take the stony heart out of their flesh, and will give them a heart of flesh. Romans twelve one and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be ye transformed to this world, excuse me, and be, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans ten nine and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Everything changes at born again. Second Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. On the cross of Calvary, Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son, made it possible for us to become sons and daughters of God, and there is no greater miracle that man can know. John 1, 10 through 13, He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Once born unto God, we leave the camp of the empty, ugly, and pointless vanity to become our new father's peculiar treasure and even his kings and priests. Exodus 19, 5 and 6 now, therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me, above all people, for all the earth is mine. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. 1 Peter 2, 7 through 11. Unto you, therefore, which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner, and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they are appointed. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshy lust, which war against the soul. Revelation 1, 5, and 6. And from Jesus Christ, 
who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion for ever and ever. Amen. God's children are his peculiar treasure. Noah Webster defines peculiar, exclusive property, that which belongs to a person in exclusion of all others. There is a new name for a certain type of death called deaths, deaths of despair. The following excerpts are from the God Said, Man Said feature, Can Your Brain Make Your Body Sick? New research is in. The benefits of the beautiful book are far beyond staggering. Today, anxiety, despair, depression, suicidal tendencies, alcohol, and substance abuse are all out of control. Satan has placed a deadly chokehold on the world's inhabitants, and he's enjoying every moment of it. But wouldn't you know it? The God of the Bible offers the remedy. Today's science is discovering that God's commandment to his children to attend church is the antidote. The headline in Science News reads, Regularly attending religious services associated with lower risk of deaths, deaths of despair, study finds. The article was submitted by the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health on May 6, 2020. Excerpts follow. People who attend religious services at least once a week were significantly less likely to die from deaths of despair, including deaths related to suicide drug overdose, and alcohol poisoning, according to new research led by Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health. Despair is something that can confront anyone dealing with severe difficulties or loss. While the term deaths of despair were originally coined in the context of working-class Americans struggling with unemployment, it is a phenomenon that is relevant more broadly, such as to the healthcare professionals in our study who may be struggling with excessive demands and burnout or to anyone facing loss. As such, we need to look for important community resources that can protect against it, said Tyler Vanderweel, John L. Loeb, and Francis Lehman Loeb, professor of epidemiology at Harvard T.H. Chant School. Vanderlee is also the director of Human Flourishing Program and co-director of the Initiative on Health, Religion, and Spirituality at Harvard University. The study will be published online in, G in JAMA uh, Psychiatry on May 6, 2020. This is what it says. It says, Religion may be a social determinant of health, and previous research has shown that attending religious services may be associated with a lower risk of various factors related to despair, including heavy drinking, substance misuse, and suicidality. For this study, researchers analyzed data from the Nurses' Health Study, number two, on 66,492 women, as well as data from the Health Professionals' Follow-Up Study on 43,141 men. Among the women, there were 75 deaths from despair. 43 suicides, 20 deaths from poisoning, and 12 deaths from liver disease and cirrhosis. Among the men, there were 306 deaths from despair, 197 suicides, 6 deaths from poisoning, and 103 deaths from liver disease and cirrhosis. 
After adjusting for numerous variables, the studies showed that women who attended services at least once per week had a 68% lower risk of death from despair compared to those never attending services. Men who attended services at least once per week had 33% lower risk of death from despair. The study authors noted that religious participation may serve as an important antidote to despair and an asset for sustaining a sense of hope and meaning. They also wrote that religion may be associated with strengthened psychosocial resilience by fostering a sense of peace and positive outlook and promoting social connectedness, end of quote. The miracle solution for all who will call upon the name of Jesus Christ is called born again, and here we receive just what we need, a new heart, a new mind, and a totally saved soul. Those of you who have come to this deep and dark pit of hopelessness, I want you to know the hope that outshines all hopes is just a click away, just minutes Click now on to further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the invisible, all-powerful kingdom of God, the metaverse that science now theorizes actually exists. You who are making the decision for Jesus Christ and for born again are entering into the realm of Holy Ghost word therapy that quickens, makes alive your eternal soul, totally renewing and transforming from the inside out. Here is where you will find relief from the pointless experience of the carnal life. Imagine the power of the following Holy Ghost instructions, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Isaiah eight eleven through 13. For the Lord spake thus to me with a strong hand, and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of this people, saying, Say ye not a confederacy to all them to whom this people shall say a confederacy. Neither fear ye their fear, nor be afraid. Sanctified the Lord of hosts himself, and let him be your fear, and let him be your dread. Philippians 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. To those of you who have chosen Jesus Christ, welcome aboard. Welcome to the house of God and the commonwealth of Israel. You are God's peculiar treasure, and just your single soul is worth more than the natural aggregate wealth of the earth and its universe. Today is the best day of your life, and tomorrow will be better. You have been chosen. Of course, it's a miracle. You have gone from worthless to a peculiar treasure in just minutes. We are literally made of words, and daily word therapy is what God prescribes. You are now traveling at the speed of light. The following list of God-said, man-said features will brighten your new and marvelous journey. 
the Holy Ghost series. Epigenetics meets Jesus Christ. Kiss inheritance spears goodbye. Some of the greatest principles of all time series. Four part harmony series. An invisible yet so very visible kingdom of God series. Jesus Christ the singularity series. Seven greatest miracles for a man to know series. The life series. Want a longer, healthier life? Deadly rumination, it must stop. Supernatural meditation, not belly buttons and vain repetition. How much is perfect worth? The ultimate benefits package. Faith versus unbelief. Happy are we. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Don't feed the devils. Deep calleth unto deep. Inversely proportional, staggering proof. What the world needs now. Casting out devils. Dominate. Religion, the opium of the people. You are at the right place. God said, man said, is a word sight. You are brand new. You are born again. You are off to the races. Don't look back. Hallelujah. Let's go. God said, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God said, John 1, 10 through 13. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. God said, Hebrews 11, verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Man said, I need to find myself. I'm really messed up. I know what I'll do. I'll meditate on my breathing and gaze at my belly button. Yeah, that'll do it. Now you have the record.